Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of the Litecoin Underground Podcast. This week we had in Johnny Litecoin talking about mobile wallets. Uh, he had reached out and wanted to jump in to say something. We really just talked about custodial versus non-custodial. You know, some wallets have almost an exchange in them. Some of them ask for a whole bunch of information and some don't. So what's the difference? Why do you need to, why would you like to use one versus the other? And it just kind of brought up a good conversation because I've always felt like there's so many wallets and you don't really know what the difference is, right? Like, do they hold my crypto? Great, right? What are the key things to look for? So uh, I thought it was a good conversation, so that's why I put it out here. Um, if you don't follow Johnny Litecoin, uh, he's on Twitter at Johnny Litecoin, J-O-N-N-Y Litecoin. And he really is always focused on adoption, education, and just a great guy in the crypto space and for Litecoin specifically. So uh, if you also want to check out the Twitter spaces, Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, we do these. Usually they go pretty long, so I'm trying to cut these, take little snippets out of them and make them interesting for you guys. But um, if you can join them, they're fun. We get into all sorts of wild topics. They go four or five hours sometimes. So, uh, so speaking of wallets, we have our first sponsor of the show, Cake Wallet is the official wallet of the Litecoin Underground. Cake Wallet's a free open source wallet. It's non-custodial for Litecoin, Bitcoin, and Monero. So you can buy Litecoin directly in the wallet. And what's also very cool is you can exchange between cryptos from the wallet. So I can say, hey, I want to turn my Bitcoin into Litecoin, hint, hint, and do it right inside the wallet. It's non-KYC. You don't have to provide a whole bunch of information. And there's no limit on how much you can trade. Another very cool feature of that. So uh, go to cakewallet.com or download the app. Support uh, Justin and Vic have been, in the sh- been on the show a couple times. They did an interview with me. They've really got their head in the right place, and that's why I'm very happy to have them on board. So go visit them. Join us in our spaces on Wednesdays. Follow, like, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Have a good week, and enjoy the show. Yeah, so last hey. night I was just did that quick video, and you, you jumped in. What so what what's going on? You feel like people aren't using mobile wallets enough or what? What's up guys? Johnny Litecoin here. How's everybody doing tonight? Good, thanks good. For, what's thanks up, for man? Tuning in. Um Welcome Johnny. Great. Thank our host for putting these together. He's doing a great job. He's staying with it every week. So uh awesome service he's doing for us. So yeah. I brought up and just said, hey, let's chat about mobile wallets. I think mobile wallets are super important. And uh, a lot of times go they get overlooked. So a lot of people that I meet that own Litecoin or they own crypto, they can't do a transaction when I talk to them. If I ask them, they're like, maybe they have it in cold storage. Maybe they're Litecoins in Robinhood. Maybe it's in Venmo. Maybe it's in Coinbase, but they haven't done all the KYC, so they can't do a send out of there. Whatever the issue is, usually there's people can't do a send of Litecoin when I encounter them. And to me, that's a problem. So I think as like the Litecoin community or just crypto community in general, we should stretch stress the importance of having access to a good mobile wallet to use have some litecoin in there like be ready to use it if needed like how i don't leave my house 
without knowing I have a few light coins on me ready to go. I might encounter a deal when I'm out there in my travels during the day. I mean, I might go somewhere. Someone has a Mickey Mantle baseball card. They might say, Johnny, give me a hundred bucks for it in Litecoin. <laughs> Hell, I want to be ready to buy the thing, right? So point being is it's, you know, if you have all your crypto tucked away in like a cold storage or something like that, it's great, but you're not ready to spend it. So that's where I really think the mobile wallet is key because that at least gets us ready to use crypto more. Maybe we don't want to spend it at a store. Maybe you see my videos, you say, Johnny, I don't want to buy coffee. That's stupid. Well, maybe just bartering with a friend with it for a piece of gold, a piece of silver. Maybe you buy a, a motorcycle or something of value from them, a wave runner. I I don't know, but you guys get, get where I'm going with it. If you're not if you don't have it available to spend, you won't ever be able to use it. And I think where we're going with everything with MWeb and all of that is about Litecoin, the usability, the utility of Litecoin, right? And the transactions are going up on the network, which is good. So more and more people are using it. It's being more used. I just want to see that trend continue. So I just think it's something we need to get out there and like, keep screaming off a mountaintop about um i all you guys are great in the litecoin community but it's just something that i just want to keep stressing stress it to newcomers say hey do you have a mobile wallet do you have um so light wallet we love light wallets really easy it's a litecoin only wallet which makes it nice and simple Another wallet that I love um, that I have two go-tos, it's Light Wallet or it's Exodus Wallet. Exodus Wallet is extremely simple um, to use and um, you you download it. You actually send a transaction first, then you write down the seed words. So I think it's really important to note for people, and this is something I've been getting across the people too and i've been teaching them about crypto recently i say there's two different types of wallets you have centralized wallets and you have decentralized wallets your centralized wallets are also called custodial wallets your decentralized wallets are your non-custodial wallets how can you tell the difference real simple if you have a username and a password it's a centralized or custodial wallet. If you have, if the wallet gave you 12 seed words or 24 seed words, that means you have access and you control the private key. That's a non-custodial wallet. It means you are the custodian. So again, this is really important to know. This is a really important lesson in crypto because the other thing I noticed when people start with an exchange, when they start with Coinbase and they start with Voyager, they start with Gemini or something like that. I say to them, hey, how was it? And they say, ah, oh, they wanted a lot of information. And people have actually said to me, Bitcoin or Litecoin wants a lot of information. And again, this is their first experience with this. So they're thinking that the Bitcoin company or the Litecoin company is asking them for all this information. So I love 
when we start out with the non-custodial wallet, I always say, even if somebody is ready to buy, you want to set them up with Voyagers, Coinbase, something like that, set them up with Exodus or Light Wallet first. Send them two cents worth of Litecoin and just show them how it works. Show them a transaction. Then download the exchange wallet form and go from there. But at least they got to see the difference. Again, guys, just wanted to stress that point and um, I guess open it up for some questions and stuff. Yeah, I got a question for you. Do you know? Do you know if there's so Exodus Wallet like c- carries a number of coins? I'm guessing, right? Yes. So most wallets, probably the difference is like how many can you hold in there at a time. Uh, like you said, maybe there's they're centralized in a way where you have to access them, they're... but they don't act as exchanges in any way. You just hold your coins there. Yeah, sure. So most wallets that are non-custodial don't act as exchanges. You just, it's just a wallet for holding your coins. Exodus, Atomic, Light Wallet, Coinomi, Trust Wallet, Engine Wallet. Um, There's tons of different wallets out there. BRD Wallet. These are all wallets. Now, a lot of these have integrated the ability to buy in there usually through a credit card, but they're not an actual exchange. They just have a buy button integrated through like through an API. So they're not actually like the service that's selling you the, um, the, the crypto. Lots of differences in these wallets. They all have different use cases, functions. Now, some wallets work better for accepting a payment if you were a retail business. Um, Exodus or Light Wallet work great in that scenario. Reason being, they will show you that a payment is coming in immediately. In other words, a block does not have to clear for you to see in the wallet that you got paid. This is important if you're in a retail environment, especially if you're selling an item that's of low value especially with Litecoin. You don't have to worry about a double spend with Litecoin to begin with because the blocks aren't full. But, you know, number two, you don't want to sit there and wait for a block to clear on a uh, selling someone a hamburger, a hot dog, or a T-shirt. You want to see that a payment came in, just like you do with a credit card. What most people don't realize is credit card payments do not settle for six months. The Litecoin network settles every two and a half minutes. So it's actually a fallacy that um, Visa or MasterCard, it's so fast. It, it will propagate payments to the network fast, but they're not fully settled for 180 days. That's key to note. Um, so yeah, just the wallets, lots of different use. Another thing I want to point out, there's different types of Litecoin addresses. If you go into your Litecoin wallet right now, and hit receive, you're going to see a QR code and a associated Litecoin address. Now, this Litecoin address is either going to begin with the letter L as an uppercase, the letter M as an uppercase, or LTC in, in lowercase. 
And it depends on what type of Litecoin address it is. Legacy addresses begin with an uppercase L. Segwit addresses begin with either the capital M or the LTC1. And the LTC1 addresses were, um, there was an improvement, I believe it was like that BEC32 improvement that came to Litecoin and Bitcoin. Um, and uh, I was in one of these Bitcoin improvement proposals and uh, and Bitcoin addresses start with, I think, BC1 and Litecoin addresses start with LTC1. Uh, maybe yeah, I'm looking at my wallet like you can't. As far as receiving, it's all L, which means they're just non-segwit, right? Is on it the, capital L or what, what wallet are you in? In the light wallet. Light wallet so, uses a legacy address. So actually, in a lot of regards, if you're doing an event ever, you want to post a legacy Litecoin wallet address. Reason being, you don't want people's wallets not to be able to send to the to the um, litecoin address now what happens is not every wallet can send to one of these ltc1 addresses not every wallet software has been upgraded or not every exchange has been upgraded most of them have by this point in time but some still cannot believe it so or not rec- so most most wallets will recognize like it sees the, you know, it'll say like invalid if it's unable. It'll to say invalid yeah. and it won't, it won't let us, it'll say invalid Litecoin address. So if you ever are doing a send and it says invalid address, it may be because the wallet software you're using cannot send to that, at, to that type of address. So then what you would do is send to another legacy, another wallet that would support sends to a um, to one of these SegWit addresses. So, for example, Coinomi is a good wallet to use in this case, or uh, Exodus can send to all of them. So uh, if you um, have Litecoin in a wallet that can't send to one of these, send it to Exodus or send to Coinomi, and then you can send over. One, one unique thing about Coinomi you go into Coinomi wallet and hit receive, it'll give you an option for all three types of Litecoin addresses. It'll give you the options, and I'll tell you what they well, they listed in there. I'll go into my Coinomi. So if I go in there, they list it as just some default compatibility and legacy. And gotcha. uh, and just, you know, again, guys, this is a good info to have, especially as the Litecoin community. We want to try to be um, experts, especially with um, – now, we get a lot of critique from people that we're not mining experts. And uh, I'm, I'm the first to admit um, I don't know a lot about mining myself. I'm not a miner, but where I do pride myself is being an expert for the public on how to use the consumer apps. That's where we shine as the Litecoin community. Hey, Main Street USA. Hey, mom and pop business. Hey, you know, your average Joe that wants to know how to use this stuff. We as a Litecoin community are approachable. We know how to use the stuff. We're here to help you. And that's kind of why 
I set up guys Litecoin tech support. That's my company. And it's kind of a company that I don't really give a shit if I make a lot of profit. I just kind of set it up to build because I have to build credibility. I worked in the regular payments business and I, it's just tech support for Litecoin. It's free support. And, um, I support and, um, help market the, apps and software that integrate Litecoin into it. And especially as long as I like it, uh, if it's a lousy software or something, I won't get behind it. But uh, that's kind of the point of what I did. And um, a lot of other good people in the community that give support as well. All right. Yeah. That's, yeah. Wallets are something that I, I I'll download one and I don't use it forever, you know, and I'm, <laughs> Down, I just I stick to Light Wallet pretty much. That's what I use. Ninety percent of my stuff is Litecoin, so it just makes life a lot easier. So, uh, yeah. Anybody got any questions about wallets? Uh, another one thing I'll point out too is um, you guys should be signing into your wallets frequently. Like um, in other words, if you have a wallet that you haven't checked in on in a month or two, sign into it. It probably needs an update see what's going on in there see if there's any cool new features um then guys test the stuff out send your send your litecoins back and forth to your different um wallets you and again when you control the private key you can that's the point of litecoin it's cheap to send around and look at it as hey you're just you're running some tests you're sharpening up your skills you're kind of like a a fighter that's out there he's uh getting a little sparring practice in or a golfer that's getting some swings in. You're just getting some touches of the apps and uh, getting used to using this stuff. And then when you go to talk to the public, talk to peers about it, that you're flying through the app and they're like, wow, this, this guy is, or this girl's a real expert with this stuff. Yeah. Talking about, you know, you're going back, you're talking about, uh, you know, I think we've, uh, Maybe not everybody in the community agrees with it, but I, I do believe we we should be using Litecoin. I think it's silly to just hodl everything and stick it in cold storage and never move it. Um, to Just to your point, so last, because we were talking about activity, a year ago, Bitcoin was more than 10 to 1 in active addresses. So we had like 80,000, they were over 800, and Ethereum was at 584. And then today, their Bitcoin's still at 881. We're at 513,000. So we've gone almost about six and a half times as many active addresses today as a year ago. And Ethereum's at 940. So Ethereum's gone up a bit. They've almost doubled. We've gone up over six times. Like, that's that's amazing, actually. <laughs> And that's just that's so active addresses. I mean, I think that means has moved coins in the last twenty four hours. I think you know that, right? Why Litecoin? What's the metric metric on that? What's Sorry, uh, what was the question? What's the metric for what? How, how do they how do they measure unique addresses or active addresses? So active addresses is like to any address that received coins or sent coins. I think within a twenty four hour period. I think that's how yeah. they measure it. Yep. Uh, I have, an ex I have a saying too, guys. Hoddle until you're dead. 
and you're going <laughs> to miss out on life. So don't go out and spend all your Litecoin or Bitcoin, but go out and enjoy yourself a little bit. That's, um, you know, we don't know what the hell they got in store for us. What's to come? What lockdowns? What this? What that? Who the hell knows what these maniacs can pull? So I just say, guys, <laughs> as long as restaurants are open and stuff and places are open, the mall, malls are open, go out there, spend a few bucks and um, have some fun. That's that's all I can say. Yeah, really. I'm looking at these metrics still. You're at like, I mean, Bitcoin's, you know, a year ago was, or a little over a year ago, was about 10 to 1, 9 or 10 to 1. And now it's about, uh, two to one, two and a half to one. So obviously a lot's been changing. And I do think people are, do you guys think uh, we're seeing usage in like actual usage in other countries where they can't use Bitcoin anymore? I I think there's definitely some of that. Yeah. If you look at the, the Google search trends and then... Um, I also think there's a lot of other activity contributing to active addresses, like that Lightbringer game, um, some other small types of projects like that that are taking up block space. But um, yeah, I think it, I think it's a combination. It's hard to know for sure. I I think it's just that crypto's um, being used a lot more, and Litecoin has the reliability so a lot of people are using it and an active address a lot of these wallets um will create a new address when you do a send to it so people that are sending money in and out of exchanges litecoin is one of the best options i've talked about this repeatedly moving in and out of these cross-chain bridges in DeFi, if you want to move in and out of an exchange. Um, Litecoin has a lot lower fees, transfers quicker. So I think a lot of it would be related to that just because the crypto space in general is on such an upswing. We're getting such adoption. Just I, I know for um, a fact, you know, I just helped, I've helped so many people do things that didn't even involve Litecoin and they, they just needed to get a crypto in order to send to to do something and litecoin is usually always the best choice just because it has good liquidity they can send it and again that's all i i just want people to use litecoin i don't want to tell people you got to hold it you got to keep it forever i'm just about hey use this as a tool for financial freedom and uh, that's that's really why i think the addresses are going up though is is just because of adoption. Yeah, I agree. It's so interesting. Like, did, did you look at the active addresses today? It's like at 510,000. I don't understand why there's 131 transactions, but then 510,000 active addresses. Does that, that seems like it doesn't make sense because it, couldn't it only be like 2x the amount of transactions? Do you guys know why that disparity exists? What was the metric again you were saying that you were um, confused with? I'm just confused about the relationship between active addresses and transactions. So we had 131,000 transactions today or the last 24 hours, but we had 500,000 active addresses. So I don't, I don't, I don't understand. Uh, how they... I don't, I don't know, I guess what would dictate, 
determine an active address and how recently did it have to be utilized to deem it active? That would be, um, I, I do know for a fact, um, one thing that I track though is the transaction count in general. And what I could tell you is that when I became involved with Litecoin, we're talking about it publicly a lot, was the beginning of 2018. And I used to track the activity on the blockchain. And the Litecoin network was doing about 20 to 25,000 transactions per day. And I thought that was really cool because I was like, wow, this is this decentralized network. No companies controlling it. It's just settled in this decentralized manner, like every two and a half minutes. I was like, wow. And now we're doing 130, 140, 150,000 transactions every day. So right there, that would be why the active address count is so much on the rise as well, just because the... The tra- if the transactions are rising, you're going to get a lot more um, active addresses and also like new wallets downloaded, created and all that. Hey, on the, on, on the active addresses, I think you basically would just take the transactions and multiply by two, right? Just because there's two addresses for every transaction. Yeah, that's why I was confused oh. why there's like four X. That's probably why it's... You know, Multi-sig is, is the reason why, too, the active oh, addresses. Yeah. Actually, I got another one, guys. Okay. Because <laughs> you can send. Remember last week when we were talking about mm-hmm. you get, you'll have like six you, six inputs, UTXOs, you'll have sitting in your, oh, in your yeah. wallet, and you, send a, you can send a transaction that will use like six addresses at a time. Sure. And, and also, yeah, and definitely for multi-sig transactions because, uh, again, multiple um addresses can be involved and it just goes through as one transaction yeah and that's all off exchanges generally because like an exchange i mean if you're going to move it off of an exchange or one exchange to another obviously that's a transaction but uh anything within the exchange doesn't really count for anything but all right talked a lot about wallets (laughs) this is good stuff does anybody have a topic they definitely want to cover i have something i did want to cover now that i got kind of a full audience um and i guess we got about 50 of you maybe uh but it had to do with the community like i know we uh we talk a lot about bitcoin toxicity and one of the reasons i started this was that i feel like there's this uh there's a void in the market if we want to talk in a marketing term that Bitcoin has this like image of, I guess they just want to be jerks. That's what they're going to be. And then you have a lot of meme coins. You have Ethereum. I don't know what you would call them, but you know, I, I really just every week probably want to take a second just to talk about being a good member of like the crypto community and how important that is. When people ask you questions or you're in a thread about whatever it might be, Shiba Inu or Doge or something, and people are you may get irritated by these people, <laughs> but taking the time to, to just genuinely explain what Litecoin is and if they have questions not to be de- you know demeaning to them or mad at them that they got into some horrible investment, I think is a super important thing for us to do as a community. And if we consistently do that, you're going to bring so many more people on board. You know, we had last week, um, 
we got into the spaces why Litecoin was there. It was uh, Indigo was there because somebody in the community was kind of just shitting on Dogecoiners. And, you know, our whole mentality is like, this is one big crypto family and Litecoin needs to be at the center of this multi-chain Doge. There'll be Doge. Doge is going to be around whether you like it or not. Doge, Litecoin are paired together. Bitcoin's going to be there and they're all going to have their place. And so I just want to stress that as you're engaging with people online, like be invite them to this type of stuff. Tell them to ask questions. If they want to shit on Litecoin, say, hey, come out, challenge me. There's actually somebody who challenged me on some mining stuff. I don't know if he's here from my first podcast. But, um, yeah, I want to answer questions. I want to have an honest conversation. I just want to stress that to you guys because if you're going to be, if we're just going to turn into Bitcoin or Litecoin maximalists, I don't feel like that's going to be, like that would be a big uh, disappointment to me, I guess, as a Litecoiner. So just putting that out there. I a hundred percent agree with you. And again, um, for me, it's all about just using Litecoin. I help people all the time get involved with cryptos. Most of the time they don't want to buy Litecoin. They want to do something else. I don't tell them one way or the other. I just show them what to do. I, I always try to do the, you know, I'll try to do the test with a light, with a send of Litecoin to them, with one, with an Exodus wallet or something like that. But um, other than that, you know, they're in they're in they're in cryptos. I look at it as so. If we're you know, you always get farther with um, with with sugar than with spice or with salt. They say, um, <laughs> what you is know, it, just in vinegar or something. <laughs> yeah, whatever this whatever the saying is. So. And a lot of this, too, is also Twitter. There's so many people involved with crypto that have no clue about Twitter. Like, Twitter is like high school. And it really is. And it's like most Bitcoin maximalists. Like, if if you tell most people about this in the real world, they're like, this is a thing? Like, Bitcoin maximalists? Like, what the hell? Like it sounds demented and insane. And <laughs> they're they're doing it just to be cool for their peers. Most of these I already said once once this wallet hits, this lightning wallet that that um that Zinzi was telling us about, where you could do a cross chain atomic swap between Litecoin and Bitcoin on the Lightning Network. That's going to be the top way to buy Bitcoin out there. I mean, the top way to buy Bitcoin out there. People want KYC-free Bitcoin. That's your freaking way to do it. So these maximalists will be sweating Litecoin then, right? So I would just say, you know, don't give these people too much energy. They're just doing this for Twitter. They're kind of like... It's kind of like politicians. They're playing to their audience or they're playing to their base. And I always say, like, come, come, come meet me in the park and talk about this <laughs> stuff. Like, you, you won't. You know what I mean? Like, um, so it's, um, you know, in real life, they're cowards, but on the keyboard, they're, they're tough guys. So in the end, it's just to impress their friends and, uh, we will be bigger than that as the Litecoin community. And just, um, 
again, remember, Litecoin's here to use it. So the main thing is, if people are into other crypto, say, awesome, they probably need Litecoin to get the crypto, to transfer in and out or whatever. God knows what exchange they're on or whatever they're doing. So, um, well, well, and, I, and I hear what you're saying, because I do, I do agree with you. You talk to people outside this, or even, you know, I, I often talk about the fact that there's a lot of people that are never going to, that are never going to self-custody. Like it's, it's so foreign to them world you know this is not going to happen and that's okay like you know that's there's to each their own but my point is that it is a real thing here and when you get into these spaces and, and like i i like every week in here i feel like we'll get somebody who's fairly new to the space and uh they'll um come up and it's like they're afraid to say anything they're afraid to utter another coin besides litecoin they're like i'm so, sorry i don't want you know don't offend you guys. I'm saying whatever it is, Ethereum or Avalanche or something. And it's like, what, why would you feel like you're going to get attacked versus stating it, stating what you want to say? Right. So it matters because people are here trying to learn. And if you have an environment where you can help them out, I feel like it matters. So um, the other, the other thing is too, if people hit big on like Shiba Inu or some of these coins, I mean, I would tell them, hey, home run, you, you came into crypto, you kind of hit a, hit a lottery ticket, you made some money, um, why don't you now swap it into a coin that has more value and hasn't moved as much like Litecoin. And um, right. so, you know, somebody's more likely to buy Litecoin after they've made money on another crypto than somebody, somebody. that has had no experience in crypto. So there's... Look at it as they're they're that much closer to us if they're involved with cryptos. Yeah. Oh, hey, T Tuck's been waiting a minute. You came up, Tuck. What do you want to talk about, man? They are also uh, defense mechanism. What? Hang on. Hold on. Hold this thing. Yeah, it is. You're right. It is, it's like a. It's an ego. It is, it is a defense mechanism because the power of the of the internet is incredible. So the meme coin, without the maxis. Yeah. You know, I had one guy. You know what I'm, I'm saying? Gonna let, I'm going to let Tuck talk real quick. But I think it was last week I said, explain to me what makes Bitcoin better than Litecoin without using the phrase network effect. And I, that seems to be the only thing that seems to be their little mantra, that network effect, network effect, network effect. But anyway, Tuck, what do you got to say, man? I just wanted oh. to uh, bring up that new Litecoin card. I've seen a lot of new Twitter posts uh, with Visa and that Litecoin and I think that's pretty big for Litecoin, even though Visa is now in the picture, which kind of messes up the decentralization. But I think it's pretty big on the adoption. Yeah, for sure. I, you know, I, I held off on getting one of those. I just, I just was lazy. And uh, I got one, I don't know, I activated a few months ago and I love it, man. It's so cool to be able to take your coins, move them into your Light wallet, and then. So you can link up your light wallet with your Litecoin card. So you just move your, just log in and I got them. I'm holding them privately. And every month I might move over a coin or something just for some buying lunch and stuff like that. And, and uh, it's awesome. Like, I mean, yeah. Yeah. You, I get what you're saying. You give up a little privacy of it, but you know, that's, but it's I a feel small like part when of you're staff. showing people too, when you can just show them the actual physical card that brings it in huge and you know if you just wanted to uh, bring them in the crypto space and just show them that wow i can actually spend real life money and 
let me buy you a coffee or something using you this. you can go to a uh, atm as well with that card so that blows people away so just say yeah go to an atm and take some cash out and that um if if fiat is your god go go get that dirty <laughs> stuff out of the atm um but no always i i've been breaking this card out all the time when i've been talking about cryptos and just tying it all together for people because a lot of people a lot of people like kind of laugh in their minds and say well where can i use litecoin or bitcoin at ha 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 like like they feel like they're kind of like getting the last laugh and i'm like all right funny guy like look at this card like anywhere visa is accepted or i go to the atm and i get cash out so yeah the card is very big on that so well, that's all that i really wanted why, to say why did that why was that all of a sudden news this week did Charlie just reshare something in it? Because that's been around for a while. I think it... they just they just did a, a popular um, tweet that I think um, how they tweeted the picture of the card it kind of resonated more with a lot of people that saw it. And um, you know the the card's cool. I mean, it's so I've I've told a bunch of people about it that are working crypto that get paid in crypto. I'm like, because a lot of the issue is with people that work in crypto they can't take credit card payments they can't even operate in the banking system so now a card like this lets them do what they have to do in the real world honestly you don't really need a bank account if you have this card um for most things i mean you can um you can do whatever you have to do with this card you can make almost any payment because you could pay through the visa network you can grab cash if you need it. And like you were saying, you can just hold Litecoin in your own private wallet and just transfer over whatever you need whenever you need to transfer it over. So, um, yeah, they, and they, even though they have KYC on the card itself, I mean, I don't the only time that the money would have would be attached to you is probably once you move it onto the card. So if you did, if you received you know, Litecoin as payment, let's say you're I don't know. You do yard work or something. Instead of cash, you take Litecoin. You know, you really wouldn't have a cost basis. Like everyone talks about, oh, it's a taxable event. It's a taxable event. And um, to me, I like that. Like I, it's like I can get I can get a little bit of exposure, pay just my regular income taxes, basically, rather than one big lump sum sale. I'm just selling a little bit at a time. You know. Yeah, exa- exactly. And you could, if you, for your tax purposes, you could download a quick report and you can, crypto taxes are easy. You can, for most of these wallets, you just, they either, they either integrate directly with a crypto tax software through an API, or you just download a CSV report and you um, upload into the crypto tax software. It's super easy. I always throw it back on people. I say, oh yeah. You know, it's, you know, it's a taxable event if you have a yard sale at your house. You know, it's a taxable <laughs> event. If you ever sold anything on eBay, you know, it's a taxable event. If you sell, and people are like, oh, well, no. That's, I tell people that everything you, every penny you take in is a taxable freaking event. So don't give me that crap. I tell people this is fun by the bad guys to scare us. And, um, you know, that way they scare you. Oh, don't spend your crypto. It's a taxable event. Everything in life's a taxable event. So <laughs> it's, you Living know, in your house is a taxable event. Yeah, leave <laughs> You breathe air, it's a taxable event. When you event. flush the toilet, the same something. <laughs> and there are also the wonderful use taxes that everyone complies with. 
the sales tax you mean or everything else use taxes if you buy something outside of your state's jurisdiction and bring it back to consume it it's a taxable event no one pays taxes on the beef jerky they bought in nevada when they live in california what do you mean That's oh yeah ta- look up look know. up use taxes <laughs> yeah 100 percent. if you buy something out of state you're supposed to pay tax for it in your state well um, you mean like a sales tax like you have to yeah because you, you're paying a different <laughs> a different sales tax if you go to you know and then you, if you're bringing it back to your it's state, impossible to, to comply with it yep. it's literally impossible it, and it's, it's impossible like to comply to it's impossible country, to enforce <laughs> if you ever went to like if you ever went from the u.s to canada they would ask you if you have any like um alcohol or like tobacco on you i'll never forget being a kid driving up there going to the border and my friend uh we're, we pull up there and they said you got any alcohol or tobacco on on you he goes nah nah, nah man i just had my last cigarette <laughs> and it was it was just some, something i always remember but it's just yeah. you know just again everything is a taxable event so crypto tax is actually super easy to comply with and do and um if you're you don't have much tax to pay on a cup of coffee or small items yeah i will i will say last year for the first time i did the coin whatever the coin tax and man it was unbelievably fast like you you set up your apis from the whatever exchanges you use and within two seconds your entire taxes are done (laughs) you're like man it'd be great if my regular taxes were like this you know yeah, so. it, it, it's a hundred. It's easier than your regular taxes, and that's. And again, it's because crypto is a digital public ledger. Your regular taxes are are tricky. If you're a restaurant and you have all paper receipts from cash sales, let me tell you something. That's tricky to comply with to plug that into a um a tax reporting system. Not. Crypto. So most of what we see out there that gets floated out there in the news is FUD and it's really the opposite. So obviously I'd like for it to not be a taxable event when crypto is spent. And I feel like the government will have to cave at some point because they don't want us holding money. They want us in debt. So if everyone's hoarding crypto, they're going to have to get us to try to spend it to get the velocity of money picking back up, moving around the system. They'll, they'll be giving us incentives to spend our crypto. No, no taxable event anymore. Merchants will be saying, it's a discount. We want your crypto. Save 20%. Yeah, I felt like the MWeb conversation, at the end of that, I felt like it becomes it becomes like what Kyle was just saying. At some point, it becomes un untrackable it's not, it's not even make it doesn't even make sense to try to figure out what's going on at some point and that's where maybe they would throw their hands up or it's either gonna be throw their hands up and go you know what we're just gonna have to accept this is just money and like a foreign currency i don't know that you tax if i go to canada and buy buy a bunch of canadian dollars and i come back and the canadian dollars are worth no. more I don't get taxed, I don't think, when I convert them, you know what I mean? Yeah, not with foreign exchange. And God willing, Litecoin and Bitcoin will be declared the currencies that they are, and we will no longer have to worry about any of this. (laughs) Yeah, that would be awesome. They're not worried about um, privacy and most of this stuff for most people, because most people are going to just do what 
is told to them. They're going to do what the bank tells them is safe to do. And they're not going to go outside of that comfort zone. And uh, again, I've said this once. I've said it again. No one knows this better than me. I work with the public. I talk to them every day about their banking transactions, money funding to them. Unfortunately, the public has a fascination with these banks. I don't get it. It drives me insane. I hate it, but it's just fact. And most people feel safe with the big bank. And again, it sounds insane to me why you would feel, why you think these big banks have your best interests at heart when they're the biggest criminals in America and they've stolen the most money from the public. And it's all out there. It's not hidden. They've stolen the most money from the public. Um, they've been in, they've been indicted for rigging the silver market. They're not even allowed to say the bank's name. They got to call them Bank A. But people are fascinated with them. So the public will use what Facebook tells them is safe, what PayPal tells them is safe, what Coinbase tells them is safe. So they're not worried about MWeb. They're not worried about us on this Twitter spaces that know how to use DeFi and all this stuff. They almost need us. We're the landlords of the future system that are helping to build this all out. It's like we're buying the property. We're facilitating everything. We're the landlords. They need people to own the property and run everything. And then they'll build their interface into this. And then people will just use DeFi in the banking platform. The bank will see everything that they do. The government will see everything they do. Everything will be reported. Their tax will be easy. And they won't want to use the private wallet because it seems scary. And that's why I always tell people, let's keep urging people to know about these private wallets because as the bad guys make it easier to use the um, not use the centralized stuff, people are going to have less incentive to get out there and use the private wallets. Yeah. You know, I, I, I like where you're going with that. I, I think you're right. I and mean, that's one of the things I get very, um, I mean, I, every week I feel like I, I divert the conversation into uh, don't willingly give over your coins to the people who want to take them. <laughs> right. And I, and I start feeling very conspiratorial, but I mean, the reality is like, I mean, you're right. They, most people are just going to use the things and that, that are available to them and seem easy. And they, the interfaces are simple and they have insurance and they got a password. They can always, so yeah, the self custody thing is a tough thing, but I, but maybe that, that gives me an idea to maybe do some things with talking through or doing some videos on, like Kyle said, do the paper wallet, show some regular wallet exchanges, the, the, the very basic things that we take for granted are very intimidating. I have, I have a coworker that's owned crypto for like a year or two. He's never, he bought a ledger. He's never set it up. I'm like, yeah, I'll come over. I'll show you how to do it. And it's just, it, it's just like it freaks him out. My sister's been trading for four years. She's never had a wallet and she's never held crypto privately. It's like, Jesus Christ, that's the whole point of this stuff, not to trade. <laughs> well, this is very new to people. Um, I've had people stop dead in their tracks. We're just setting up a Coinbase account and it gets to the point of linking their bank account. And they've been like, oh, can I send them a check? 
And I was like, can you send them a check? Like, what? <laughs> what? Like, what do you No, You got to link your account. And they're like, well, I don't want to do that. I don't want them having access to my bank. And I'm like, your, your bank, that's, that's the whole reason the system sucks. Anything can happen to your money in your bank and you're covered. The, the system, the system blows. There's so much fraud in the system. They have to cover all the loss. All of our identities are stolen. The amount of fraud I see would make you sick. That's why I got involved with Bitcoin and Litecoin in the first place. I went home scratching my head every day saying, how the hell does the system last? There's too the much fraud. fraud. Like, what when you say gets? fraud, do you mean like banks just taking advantage of businesses? Meaning and... there's tons of money lost every day in the system and no one gives a shit and it didn't add up to me. And then all of a sudden I realized they're just printing and creating all this money. Of course, no one cares. They're making everybody whole. That's why none of these people care. And the scarcity of Bitcoin and Litecoin, it real it solves two problems.